Section 68 of Young Folks Treasury, Volume 3, edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ellen Preckle. The Renowned History of Little Goody Two-Shoes, ascribed to Oliver Goldsmith. Introduction. All the world must allow that Two-Shoes was not her real name. No, her father's name was Meanwell, and he was for many years a considerable farmer in the parish where Marjorie was born but by the misfortunes which he met with in business and the wicked persecutions of sir timothy gripe and an overgrown farmer called grassball he was effectually ruined the case was thus the parish of mould well where they lived had for many ages been let by the lord of the manor in twelve different farms in which the tenants lived comfortably brought up large families and carefully supported the poor people who laboured for them until the estate, by marriage and by death, came into the hands of Sir Timothy. This gentleman, who loved himself better than all his neighbours, thought it was less trouble to write one receipt for his rent than twelve, and Farmer Grassball, offering to take all the farms as the leases expired, Sir Timothy agreed with him, and in process of time he was possessed of every farm but that occupied by little Marjorie's father, which he also wanted for as Mr. Meanwell was a charitable good man, he stood up for the poor at the parish meetings, and was unwilling to have them oppressed by Sir Timothy and this avaricious farmer. Judge, O oh kind, humane, and courteous reader, what a terrible situation the poor must be in, when this covetous man was perpetual overseer, and everything for their maintenance was drawn from his hard heart and cruel hand but he was not only perpetual overseer, but perpetual churchwarden and judge, O ye Christians, what state the church must be in, when supported by a man without religion or virtue! He was also perpetual surveyor of the highways, and what sort of roads he kept up for the convenience of travellers, those best know who have had the misfortune to pass through that parish. Complaints indeed were made, but to what purpose are complaints, when brought against a man who can hunt, drink, and smoke, without the lord of the manor, who is also the justice of the peace the opposition which little marjorie's father made to this man's tyranny gave offence to sir timothy who endeavoured to force him out of his farm and to oblige him to throw up the lease ordered both a brick-kiln and a dog-kennel to be erected in the farmer's orchard this was contrary to law and a suit was commenced in which marjorie's father got the better the same offence was again committed three different times and as many actions brought in all of which the farmer had a verdict and costs paid him but notwithstanding these advantages the law was so expensive that he was ruined in the contest and obliged to give up all he had to his creditors which effectually answered the purpose of sir timothy who erected those nuisances in the family's orchard with that intention ah my dear reader we brag of liberty and boast of our laws but the blessings of the one and the protection of the other seldom fall to the lot of the poor and especially when a rich man is their adversary how in the name of goodness can a poor wretch obtain redress when thirty pounds are insufficient to try his cause where is he to find money to fee counsel or how can he plead his cause himself even if he was permitted when our laws are so obscure and so multiplied that an abridgment of them cannot be contained in fifty volumes folio as soon as mr meanwell had called together his creditors sir timothy seized for a year's rent and turned the farmer his wife little marjorie and her brother out of doors without any of the necessaries of life to support them this elated the heart of mr grassball this crowned his hopes and filled the measure of his iniquity 
for besides gratifying his revenge this man's overthrow gave him the sole dominion over the poor whom he depressed and abused in a manner too horrible to mention marjorie's father flew into another parish for succour and all those who were able to move left their dwellings and sought employment elsewhere as they found it would be impossible to live under the tyranny of two such people the very old the very lame and the blind were obliged to stay behind and whether they were starved or what became of them history does not say but the characters of the great sir timothy and the avaricious tenant were so infamous that nobody would work for them by the day and servants were afraid to engage themselves by the year lest any unforeseen accident should leave them parishioners in a place where they knew they must perish miserably so that great part of the land lay untilled for some years which was deemed a just reward for such diabolical proceedings but what says the reader can occasion all this do you intend this for children permit me to inform you that this is not the book sir mentioned in the title but an introduction to that book and it is intended sir not for that sort of children but for children of six feet high of which as my friend has justly observed there are many millions in the kingdom and these reflections sir have been rendered necessary by the unaccountable and diabolical scheme which many gentlemen now give into of laying a number of farms into one and very often a whole parish into one farm which in the end must reduce the common people to a state of vassalage worse than that under the barons of old or of the clans in scotland and will in time depopulate the kingdom but as you are tired of the subject i shall take myself away and you may visit little marjorie End of section 68.